listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my great co-host and Tanner Fowler. Tanner, I'm just happy to be with you tonight, man. Very, very late night, but happy to be here with you. I'm doing terrible, Casey. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> You're sort of beat, right? not going to beat around the bush at all, man. You're going right to it, aren't you? What's, going, what's, what's got you down, man? What's got you down? Kevin Durant's got me down. Kevin Durant individually just ripped my heart out tonight. I don't think I've ever been like so happy since the Golden State Warrior days, obviously, to see, you know, Kevin Durant thriving. So props to KD. He's looking like the best player in the world. I feel like we got to start out talking about that. Obviously, all things basketball in today's episode. Tanner and I are looking forward to breaking down everything in both the Eastern and the Western Conference. But let's start with the East, specifically the Bucks and the Nets series. Nets now up three to two. Harden played in game five. KD went off. We want to break down. Tanner has obviously has some thoughts to share with you guys. So we're going to start out with that and then move on and talk about the other series in the East, the Philadelphia and Atlanta series. It's tied 2-2 as of right now. And in my eyes, I think the 76ers are kind of proving, you know, something to be true, something I've talked about before here on the podcast. Is it almost time to break up the Embiid-Simmons duo? So what's the plans going forward uh, with, with the Sixers? So we'll break down all things Eastern Conference in the first half of the show. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the Western Conference. Obviously, the Western Conference only has one series going on right now. That's because the Phoenix Suns swept the Denver Nuggets. Suns in four. Shout out to that guy. Got to get him on the podcast. (laughs) Sure. So we're going to talk about if we think the Suns actually stand a real chance to win this whole thing. And then after that, we're going to talk about the – actual games that are happening with utah and la my pick to win the western conference yeah yeah yeah. pick is out yeah yeah we all know that and uh (laughs) both teams have just won their home games going back to utah game five the series is super close got everything you want Kawhi leonard you said Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard looking like the best two-way player in the world. Yeah, fast student on both ends of the court. And then Paul George no longer looking like way off B. You know what the I mean? Playoff B. Yeah, exactly, man. So where did that come from? We got to break that down, dude. I don't even know what to think of the Clippers right now. I have just so many questions. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about the NBA all – just the all-NBA teams. All-NBA teams, right? Yeah. yeah. The all-NBA teams got released. First, second, and third team. Me and Casey's mostly think they got it right. We have a few tweaks we would make. But... As you know, as we usually do. <laughs> you know, we usually have our little tweaks on their list and stuff like that. Casey's going at one of his usual targets that he likes to go after. <laughs> hey, man. 
he's he's starting to he's starting to win me over if he keeps playing that well uh he's gonna he's gonna win me over i'm not looking forward to it but if he does he's going to we're talking about way off p aka paul george uh but yeah tons of stuff coming in today's show stick around for the entire thing but let's start out with the east because as of right now the east kind of has you know all the hot series right now you know what i mean i hear the sigh you guys hear it already too Tanner, your Bucks are down three to two, dropping a game despite you know James Harden did play. James Harden did play all all but two minutes, right, and only had what was his stat line yet again, Tanner? I, I believe he had five, five points. Five points. Oh, I have it. I was just asking five points, and he shot one of ten from the floor. But Kevin Durant, I think you have Kevin Durant's stat line handy though, don't you? You have that on. <laughs> he do. he uh, shot a uh, sixteen for twenty three. 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Oh, and he also played defense, too. He had, let's see here, three steals, two blocks. Oh, my God. Three steals, two blocks. And he played every single minute of the game. Did not check out once. So he played 48 minutes, had 49 points, had 17 rebounds. Over a point per minute. Thank you, Tanner. That's great addition. And then 10 assists and three steals and two blocks and almost shot 70% from the floor. I think we, you know, checked all the boxes there. So for me, I don't know if, it, I don't know if you're there yet, but for me, I think I'm ready to tell Kevin Rent that, you know, he's the best player in, in basketball right now, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, at least best player playing right now, you know, like. Oh, without a doubt playing right now, he's yeah. the best player. Yeah, without a doubt. And. Oh, man, he is so good. So why did the Bucks go down, drop that game? Because what they lost by under what, five points or something. Yeah, I mean like, it was. I mean they they lost by six because they were found at the end. You know. Yeah, exactly. But it was like a two point game going down to the wire. I'll tell you why they lost because they <laughs> yeah, have yeah, the please. worst shot selection I've ever seen for a playoff team. At one point, Jeff Green is just killing the Bucks, hitting these corner threes. All right. He makes his first seven threes or whatever it is. He comes, he misses his first shot of the game late in the fourth quarter. Giannis grabs the ball, takes about three dribbles to get up the floor like he does because he's, <laughs> he's huge. About 20-ish seconds left in the shot clock. Fade away three from Giannis. Just makes no sense. You're down two points. Like you're down three points. Just take it to the rack. Or just set it up for a better shot. Giannis, you are not Steph Curry. You are not Kevin Durant. Hey, hey, but if he would have made that, <laughs> you would have yeah. been going crazy if he would have made that. And you would have told me on the podcast, right? He's okay. Did you see that three from Giannis? I know you would have said that too, Eatris. So I'm going to say, you're right, though. It was a bad shot selection, bad choice by Giannis. But I do, I like the fact that he's pulling it. You know what I mean? I, I like the fact that he's shooting it. He's, he's got to be more of a threat. They can take it to the rack every single possession, and you're going to get a good look down there. You have three guys bigger than their their biggest guy. Like, you, they can't hang with you in the block. Like, just take it to the rack. But, no, they settle for these jump shots with 15 seconds left in the shot clock. It just makes no sense. Fire Coach Bud. I feel like, oh, I'm 100% there with you, but I feel like in the regular season when they did beat 
of the Nets, all they did was dominate the paint. They were they they proved that hey, we're bigger and stronger than you. And then they also did it in transition as well. So that's I think the formula for a Bucks win: kill them in transition because you can't stop Giannis in transition. Yeah, that's what, that's what they've done points. in the two games they won. Exactly right. So that's what you got to do. But what what can you do with a guy dropping forty nine points? You know what I mean? Kevin like there's Durant, this- Kevin Durant had a an all-time game tonight. He Yeah, all-time. No one's ever yeah. done that in the postseason. No one has ever, yeah, ever. eclipsed those numbers. 49, 17, and I don't 10. know if you heard the uh, legacy game for uh, KD and Giannis. People yeah. talk about how this series mm-hmm. is a legacy series. Tonight was a legacy game. That was huge. Kevin Durant had the, one of the best games of his career. In yeah. His so-and-so legacy game. And what, like 24 hours? Leading up to all-time it. even more. Exactly, right? And 24 hours leading up to it, everyone's talking about it. Hey, huge game for KD. Can he do uh, what, what LeBron did back in the day? You know, in, in my eyes, he did this year. Thus, in my eyes, kind of, at least now we'll see what LeBron comes back at. And if he comes back at what he was, this is an easy answer for me. Uh, but eclipsing, you know, doing what LeBron couldn't do, winning a game without your best player or one of your best players, you know what I mean? Because obviously James Harden, he was out there, right? But if, how much... He really was one of ten from the floor. I made eight assists, which which does come into play. But how many of those assists that did you know came past that to Kevin Durant in the first place? And then, uh, I mean, but him being on the floor let Kevin Durant play all forty eight minutes because he didn't have to carry the ball up every time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All I'm saying is I think he did kind of what people were kind of expecting LeBron to do at, at an even higher level. You know, say I'm gonna uh, maybe not win the series on his own, but at the very least I'm gonna win a home game. You know, in a game where I'm probably not favored to win probably necessarily, but I'm going to take it over, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Kevin Durant fan. I've never <laughs> acted like I was a Kevin Durant fan, but he's, he's a hell of a player. It's hard, hard to watch him and not think he's the best player in the world right now. He's looking like he's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. And then it wasn't on the other side though, for the bucks, right? For the bucks. It's not like it was an awful night for them. Giannis had 34, 12 and four Middleton had 25, five and four holiday at 19 and eight. Statistically, that's a game. Look, just looking at the box score and looking at their stats. I would say that's probably a game that they win. You know what I mean? Just looking at those stats alone, but I think, yeah, but what, I mean, then you look at the 49 points from Kevin Durant. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then what, like it's you said, the, the shot selection, like you said. Kevin Durant shoots 23 shots. I mean, tw- takes 23 shots and scores 49. Yeah, that's incredible. I don't know if you guys realize how incredibly efficient that is. He took, what, 23 shots? Is that what you said? Yeah. 23 shots, and he had 49 points, guys. That is incredibly. Like he, was he wasn't being a bog. He this wasn't, wasn't a Kobe. <laughs> I've been like, shooting 50 just, times in his last no, game, you know? It was like the most impressive thing I'd ever seen. I was just like, what are you, what are we supposed to do? And that leads me to my final point in this series. Tanner, I got the Nets in seven. Okay, so you fixed your tune a little bit from last week. Well, if if Kyrie and James Harden, I, I have help if James Harden doesn't play, like you said, it's, it's possible he doesn't even play in game six. Kyrie's not going to play in game six. So it comes down to them at home where they've dominated. So I think they probably win at home. And again, I, I could be wrong. I could be a phenomenal showing again by Kevin Durant and, and he wins the series. But I, I think the Bucks win at home and then they go back to Brooklyn, hopefully a little healthier and win, win at home. That's, that, that's what I think. Net, that's why I think that's when at home, you know. I'm still gonna say I'm sticking by my pick, Bucks and seven. They're not out yet. 
At least you're consistent. <laughs> I don't know if I've. It was, it was a rough. It was a rough day. I understand, man. Hey, hey, it's not over yet. I think the next game is on but, Thursday. I think. Yeah, yeah. The next then, game's but, on Thursday. I mean, this is why we love sports. This is why we care. Like, I mean, it, yeah, this is why you know you, you get so mad. You know, you get your highs and the lows, man. It, it, that's that's all what sports about. The highs and lows, riding the highs and lows. So yeah, you couldn't tell me anything whenever they beat the hell out of Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Hey, I know. Exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. I was telling Kenzie on the ride home, because I had a Hoots game today, everyone. This is recording really late at night after the Bucks game, uh, after after the Hoots game and everything. But I was telling her, man, am I glad that the uh, that the Bucks didn't win this because I, the podcast just would have been intolerable if the Bucks would have went up 3-2 <laughs> in Brooklyn. I was like, I don't even know if I wanted to do a show. If that was like, so thank you, Brooklyn making this show much more tolerable to do tonight, much more exciting. For Casey, not for me. Yeah, for me, at least for me. Uh, let's move on, though. I'm talking about the other, the other series going on out east. Philadelphia, Atlanta. Atlanta tied it up, man. It's a 2-2 series. I don't think any of us really saw this coming. I think I saw, like, a five games, right? Did you see the video of that dog? No. What dog? Oh, there's a dog that sits on the top of the stairs, knocks these basketballs into these hoops. that were Oh, labeled. yeah. Philly and Atlanta hasn't missed yet. You oh, so really? You said it, Philly and six? You get it. Atlanta, Philly, Philly, Atlanta, Philly, Philly. So he's right so far. So if that dog is a prophet, like the Suns and four guy. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. That is absolutely crazy. So I, I, I that is actually my pick. That's uh, six, 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 Sixers and six, actually. So that, now, at least, it was Sixers and five. Now that's out of the question, obviously. So I got Sixers and six, but man, what about these Hawks? People talking about, yeah, they're going to be good in the future. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're, they're good, good now. They're good right now, man. That's exactly it. They're balling. Trey Young looking like a top ten point guard in the league. Yeah, right and now. Trey Young didn't shoot the ball well. No, on Monday. he shot the ball like atrocious. On yeah, Monday. they played some solid defense they, on. They, they played still some won. Solid they defense. played defense. The role players stepped up. Guys that. People were saying shouldn't be on NBA teams are out here balling. Exactly, but man. I also I, have 18 assists in that game. Once on that, yeah, yeah. I forgot about crash. that. He's why finding you know creating almost every shot for you know for the rest of the game basically. With I think him and Muggsy Bogues are like the only two guys that are like 22 and younger to drop. Uh, he must have 220 points up. too. He almost yeah. had almost 20, it's like almost a 2018 game. That's phenomenal. I saw he tied his career high, which is also 18, obviously. So he's playing great. The Hawks are playing great. It makes you think, hey, these, this Hawk team, as we're kind of talking about Luca, it's like, hey, Luca and the Mavs kind of seem to be one guy away from being one of those top teams. These, this same thing, this Hawk team, man, out east, especially, if they can get a real, another really, you know, true contributor to go alongside Trey Young and this, and this great group they have alongside them. They could, you know, I don't, I don't want to say win the East or anything, but like beat teams like Philadelphia, beat teams. They could, but I mean, if they keep this up, they probably won't win the East this year. No, not but, not this year. I mean, I mean, but, years down the road. Who's gonna tell? Who's gonna tell them they can't win the East next year? Exactly, especially if they, you if know, they're taking the number one seed. They tied it up. They won a game. In, they they won two. They won a game in Philly. They, I don't know. And they the way they clearly improve their roster from last year this year what if they do the exact same thing in this year's offseason they already have the coach it seems mcmillan has turned that roster right around so they found the coach 
and they have the core players, it seems. Now you just kind of need a little more oomph, a little more star power, you know, to get you over the hump, it seems. So watch out for the Hawks. Kind of yeah, people are saying so young, these guys are gonna de- these guys might develop into the star power you need. You know, you hope so. I, I am a little less optimistic in that. I think that they have I think what what they have right now is pretty much what they're gonna get. Obviously, P players are gonna get better. Okongwu is like he's a rookie this year, I believe. It's like he's gonna get better. Trey Young's in his third year, he's gonna get better. DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, I'm a fan of him. He's a good two-way player, he's gonna get better. So players are gonna progress and get better on that roster for sure. A team you gotta start keeping your eye on for sure, the Atlanta Hawks. But back to Philly, Tanner, back to a team in Philadelphia, which I am sadly in at least in the past, higher on than you are. Um, but I think I am at the point to saying, hey, it's about time to blow this, not not blow the thing up, but in, in, in terms of the stars, right, in terms of that dynamic duo and Embiid and Simmons, I think they need an elite shot creator to be paired with Embiid, not a guy who just is all about passing and defense. I don't think that fits. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think Simmons and Embiid, it's hard for them to play on the floor at the same time because – of the the spacing right they don't have that shoot but he's not like a sniper yeah and take away a guy like your point guard who's usually your first or second best shooter on the floor like if he can't take a jump shot at or free throws or free throws he can't even shoot free throws yeah i mean he's a he's a liability on offense sometimes like he really is like in like a and you need that. You they yeah, need the you have a offense. dominant big man. You need to have a guard that can make free throws down the end. You need to have a guard that can make jump shots whenever he's getting double teamed in the paint. He exactly, exactly. Seth Curry and Tobias Harris can only take you so far, right? You need those are very good complimentary guys. Tobias Harris, borderline all star, but it's just like you haven't beat or uh, Simmons for a reason. You're paying him max dollars, but he's not giving you max results. He's really not on both ends, which. They need on both ends. Obviously, on defense, he could have been the defensive player of the year. But you know, eight assists—that's phenomenal. But thirteen points, and you and, and you're a, a liability late game, and you can't shoot. You can't be playing paying max dollars for you know Lonzo Ball numbers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't be doing that, man. As high as high as a fan I am on Lonzo, right? So it's like you can't be doing that. So I think for me, I think we both agree. You, you, you shop Simmons this offseason. If you got to throw in a Seth Curry, I really try not to because he's great. He's a great addition to the roster. But I have to throw in like a like a Shake Milton. You know what I mean? If I, if I have to toss in a guy like that, I do to sweeten the deal a little bit. Maybe a little more of an offensive player to be paired with Ben on defense, obviously. But I, I shop Simmons and go for it. out there? Obviously, the first guy to come to mind is a guy like Brad Beal. But he keeps saying he's happy there. But – He's going to be a free agent in a year. He's going to be he's going to be on an expiring contract. So it comes down to, do you really love him that much? And you're going to re-sign with a team that, you know, what did they make? They made the playoffs this year. Okay, they did make the playoffs, right? They did, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 played yeah. the sixty. Yeah, right. So they did make the playoffs, but just to get, you know, your your butts kicked by that team, not even have a chance, despite having two two good players in Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and obviously it's not not a great supporting cast, but. Brad Beal's the first guy to come to mind, obviously. Other, it's so tough. I, you know, players are always becoming available at different times. I mean, it's like, oh, this guy wants out. What's what's going on here? Like, so I, I'm I don't, I'm not saying it's impossible, or I don't necessarily have one guy that you know that I would go after. Of course, Brad Beal is the first guy to come to mind, but I just think that's what you got to do this offseason, man, because I think you have a ceiling with those two guys. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they might make those calls. I don't expect that to be a move they make this just because of where the Sixers franchise was before they got those guys. I don't think they want to go back there. No, I no. Not, you I'm don't do it. That, but like, you have these two guys that you hit on. Yeah, he did. After you drafted pretty yeah. bad as yeah. a whole. But they had the roster, man. They had the roster, and it comes down yeah. to like, hey, we should be better than this. And for me, yeah. this is for me, this year was that year. This is this is the year for them yeah. to get to the finals, if not win the finals this year, right? So at least at least get yeah, to, right? At least get to. I feel like you got to move Simmons. Because that's a roster. That's a finals roster. That's a championship roster, I think, that they have potentially. At least it should be. The money they're paying, the players they have there, they're the number one seed. They've coached Doc Rivers. So that's the championship roster and the fact that they're struggling with the Atlanta Hawks. I know Embiid, you could say he's not 100%. That's been his entire career. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep, you know, beating the same drum. Maybe then, if that, if that makes yeah, you that I mean, mad, that, that, that's the same trade thing him. Wanna, that's the same thing when people want to make say the Bucks like are only in the series because injuries happen, man. It's part like, of basketball. Kyrie is injured every single year. It's a part of the game. Obviously, yeah. the Warriors would be a lot better uh, with Clay Thompson. The Lakers would be a lot better with AD and LeBron. Davis. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a, it's, it's limitless, man. You can say this about uh, oh, the Jazz. We're talking about them in the second half. A lot better with Mike Conley, you know? So yeah. it, it comes down to stuff like that. Injuries happen more often than not. But again, in this year, more than normal. Exactly. And, 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 but the thing is, you don't want to overhype the teams that did beat the, the you know, the injury struck teams, but you can't just go off and say, you know, that it's, it doesn't count or, you know, discount it really. It matters. It will happen, but you don't want to overhype. You don't want to undersell. You got to walk that fine line, obviously, but injuries happen and you can't just say, you can't just milk that. Cause I, I do get to know just milking the injury train. Like, okay, it freaking happens, man. You can't, you can't just keep beating that same drum. So, Maybe you trade and beat then. If that if that keeps making you so mad, he's like, he can never be hundred percent. Do you do you shop it? I don't know because I think you can get no more. way. You can get way more for Embiid, but I I would I would much rather have Joel Embiid than Ben Simmons. I would much rather have Joel. What would you ever get back for Joel Embiid? Like uh, n- nothing, nothing to his level, right? You would never yeah, match like, the level of him. Ben Simmons, you can't. First round pick, but like picks aren't nothing in the NBA. You they've know? had picks, right? They they've had the picks. Yeah, and so, like who ha- who has enough players on their team to be a real good exchange for Joel Embiid? Yeah, it's tough. It's you got to be superstar for superstar. It's just so unlikely. Maybe so if the Jazz gave them like every single player on their team, like just oh, I would do that, but you know? it's just not gonna happen, right? So I, exactly. So I think Simmons, you can definitely match the talent level more often and and yeah. get more for what he's worth. Mm-hmm. And just so valuable. It's so hard to to match what he can potentially do, what he can do. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. And on the other end, he can average near 30 points if you wanted to, right? So that's that's insane. But man, overall for the series, I do I do want to give some props to the Hawks. Like we said, they're playing phenomenal. It's not just about the Sixers not fitting, you know, it also has to do with how good they are playing. So props to the Hawks. Question is though, this offseason, you either gotta shop and bead or you gotta shop Simmons. That's that's ultimately for me, because this past year was that test year for me. So that's what I think. I think we both agree though. Sixers and six. Yes, I think so. Okay, sixers and six. So I say we take a quick break. When we come back, get to the Western Conference, what some people call 
the best conference in, in basketball. So talk about them, the Phoenix Suns. And then, yes, you're picked to win the Western Conference. And then, sadly, you know, way off P, playoff Eagles. We'll, we'll, we'll cover all, you know, we'll check all the boxes, guys. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. Like we said before the break, all things Western Conference in this half. Let's start out with, you know, obviously the only <laughs> the only series going on out West. We'll start with that, obviously. Uh, with the Clippers and Jazz, it's all tied up. Utah won both games at home. Clippers won both games in L.A., now tied 2-2. And back-to-back, Tanner, back-to-back 30-point performances for Paul George, man, over 30-point performances. So, and, and as well as his co-star, in Kawhi Leonard, obviously. So what are your thoughts? You picked them to win the conference. Are you thinking they're in great shape to win this series as well? Or Yeah, I mean, I am. I think they have all the momentum in the world right now. They seem to have kind of figured out Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, he still had over 30 points in game four. Yeah. But he's still getting his stats, but he's not being as efficient and yeah, as like – yeah. Mm. They're affecting him and effective, the, right? Yeah, effective, yeah, and, right? And the uh, the role players aren't stepping up like they were in Utah. Yeah, hundred so, percent, yeah. man. They're missing Mike Conley. I mean, that's kind of how NBA playoffs are. The role players play well at home, and they play like crap yeah. on the road. I'll say home court advantage, right? So big. But from what I've seen so far, it's honestly just like. Are the Clippers going to keep doing this, or is this just a two-game flute? Do I think they're going to win the conference? If they keep playing like this, then I think they will win the conference, honestly. I, I, yeah. I, I'm i going to hop on your train, honestly, if they keep playing. If they finish the series with Paul George averaging over 30 points in the final four games, if he keeps this up. Yeah, I feel like oh. when Paul George plays well, the Clippers are – pretty unbeatable they're pretty damn good he's kind of the key to the whole thing honestly when you yeah, think about yeah, it right like you can pretty much tell how the clippers have played in these playoffs by looking at paul george's stats he's bet he's at, I think about 25 points per he's getting the efficiency up the last couple games at the very least and i think in against dallas too like game three or game four he played really well as well so he's had you know a few of these good moments and i'm I don't know if I'm worrying, you know, getting worried or or if I'm excited to see it, but it kind of seems like he's starting to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, hey, why was I playing so badly before in the postseason against this team? Against Joe Ingles. Did you see someone asked him, hey, what's your relationship with Joe Ingles? What do you think? He goes, I don't think about him. Next question. Yeah, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> that dude is in his head, though. You can't even we... – it's hilarious that Joe Ingles can do that much damage, but the fact that he's playing this well, no, you're right. He's like, Hey, he's all right. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, he's my opponent right now. But again, that answer was honestly exactly what I was up for. I don't think about him at all. Okay. Okay, man. That's a, that's a bit much. Sounding like you're thinking of him. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like you're kind of thinking of him a little bit. Exactly, man. It's a little bit of the opposite effect there, but Man, if they keep playing this way, I think it's going to be hard for any team to stop this Clipper team because Kawhi, right? He's he's usually always going to be his efficient, consistent self for the most part. That's what he's been throughout the playoffs. And then but Reggie Jackson's been stepping up big for that team. Marcus yep. Morris is playing well. Luke Kennard is, has been reinserted into the lineup, and he's playing well. 
Zubats has had his moments, right? So the roster is playing good. That's what it kind of comes down to. Hey, what's your second best player looking like? How's how's he playing? And when he's he in, well, we're gonna win. And if they he plays like crap, we're gonna lose. Yep, Tanner just kind of hit it on the nose there, folks. So if they when he plays well, they win. Okay, and when he doesn't, usually, but barring a huge night from Kawhi, which we've seen, they're probably gonna lose that ball game, right? So it's tough. On the flip side for the Jazz, though. They were my pick to ultimately, after the Lakers went out, they were pretty much my pick to win the conference. And I thought, I did think that was going to be with a Mike Conley. I didn't think the, the injury was going to be this serious. He has yet to play in the Clipper series. And, and I do think that if they had Mike, there was not a, I, I'm picking the Jazz. I don't want to say there's not a doubt in my mind, but I, not a doubt in my mind that I'm, I would pick Utah to win the series. But now that they don't, and they're doubling Mitchell, as you said, like they're, they're, they're doubling him. He's getting his points, but he's not nearly as effective or efficient. Joe Ingles has been resorted to the, you know, the point guard ultimately, which that's good. But Joe, if Joe Ingles is your point guard, you know I mean? Your, your distributor, your main distributor, how, how truly, you know, good are you going to be missing all-star level Mike Conley? So that's what it comes down to. If they get Mike Conley back, I like Utah. If he does not come back in the series at all, I think I think the Clippers got it. Basically, that's yeah, that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I think uh, Clippers in seven, bro. Yeah, but then they're gonna have to win in Utah, right? They're gonna have yeah. to win in Utah. So that's what it comes down to. And the streak, obviously, both teams have only won at home. They play a lot better in Utah. Like they shoot Bogdanovich, Ingles, they shoot better in Utah. So that is a factor. Royce O'Neal, all of them, they all play a lot better at home. Even Jordan Clarkson, I would say, probably plays better in Utah as well. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, for the most part, are the real consistent factors. You know what I mean? I'm on both on both levels. So again, that's what it comes down to though. Mike Conley. Mike Conley plays jazz. Also, Rudy Gobert. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I agree. He's the Hall of Famer. Three, three, it's weird. so weird. Player of the year. Rudy Gobert, Hall of Famer. It's so weird. But he's also not becoming such a liability on offense. You know, he's also getting like 14 points per off lobs, off pick and rolls, off offensive rebounds and stuff. So he's getting his points, and, and they honestly rely on those, you know, 10 to 14 points from every single night, 16 ish point so he's not a liability on offense anymore not a not a back to the basket guy he by any dunk the basketball but exactly he's a lob threat pick and roll threat can get offensive rebounds so he's doing that on offense uh, and then donovan mitchell obviously doing what he always is averaging 30 points so far and i think up until those uh those two losses in la they they won every playoff game that he played in he missed game one against memphis Mm-hmm. And they won four straight when he played. And obviously they won two straight against Clippers. So their streak going to LA was, hey, when Donovan Mitchell plays, we win. Uh, but now, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George are saying, hey, you're one man. Not not, not just a one-man band, because obviously that's a great roster they have in Utah overall. But, you know, you're not going to beat us by being the best player. Because we're going to out – me and Kawhi are going to outdo you and Rudy Gobert ultimately. Or you and, and, and whoever, uh, obviously missing Mike Conley and stuff like that. So – I like the Clippers if Mike Conley doesn't play, which kind of hurts me to say. It's kind of hard. Seven or six? It's six. Honestly, I think the Clippers win in six if Mike Conley doesn't play, honestly. But if he plays, Jazz in seven. I just kind of feel like the Clippers are due for one more bad game. I feel like what I'm thinking, if they they play well, 
I mean, sorry, it was since they're playing so well. I think he, he's going to continue that streak. I'm sorry, if they win, uh, that's what I meant. If they win the series, it's going to be because Paul George figured it out. And if he did figure it out, I think he follows it up with another nice performance ultimately. But that's the question, right? What are you going to get from Paul George on the road? That's what it comes down to for the Clippers this series. And that's what it comes down to for the Clippers this postseason, I think. Does Kevin, I mean, does uh, Kawhi Leonard try unless he's down 2 0? Right, that's confirmed. If they win the series, it's we, confirmed. We we confirm that, right? We we have officially confirmed. Like like what's that? Be like a myth, right? We like we, we instead of busting the myth, yeah. we confirm the myth. Right, we're myth busters over here, man. Hopefully, we have the right to say that. But either either way, I got Jazz if Mike Conley comes back. No, Mike Conley Clippers one in six, maybe seven, uh, and then you obviously clip uh, sticking with your pick to win the Western Conference and the Clippers. Yeah. Let's move on and talk about the team not playing, the team sitting at home scouting, scouting both of these teams. Chris Paul sitting back on his recliner saying, hey, oh, we can do that on this. We can do that on this. We're going to attack this. So they're just sitting pretty and, you know, and watching both teams right now. But I think a lot of people, like you said, yes, yeah, they just wanted four games. You know, they just would beat the MVP who got ejected. I don't agree with that. Yeah, it was it was a terrible call, but terrible call. Probably weren't gonna win that game anyway. Definitely weren't gonna win the series. They might have uh, probably not gonna win the game. They had a chance with him in. Yeah, yeah, they definitely had a chance to win the game. But, but yeah, series already over. But the fact that you eject the MVP the night like he gets his trophy or the night after he gets his trophy, it's like just seems kind of weird. And it wasn't even a bad foul. It wasn't even yeah, hard. He nipped the nose of Cameron Payne who just laid on the ground. Why do you have to lay down if your if your nose got, you know, if your nose got spiked in the first place being a little dramatic there if you ask me, but you think wait, NBA players being dramatic when they get touched in the face? Did they've been going to the LeBron James school of acting, I feel like, and I don't I I think it's honestly just bad for the league ultimately, but but they're doing it. They're doing it because then they, they go and review every time players. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's hit so hard. OK, this dude's really hurt on the ground. They're fighting for a reason. Let's go look and see if this is a flagrant. And obviously that, that causes them to go take a look at it. So it makes sense why they do it. I just don't agree with it. And they shouldn't have ejected the MVP. That's my two cents on that. But Phoenix. One in four games, they beat the MVP, and, and, and the Denver Nuggets, who did just beat a decent team in the Portland Trailblazers, right? So where are you on the Phoenix Suns? Can they win it all this year? I think they can win it all this year. I don't think they will win it all this year. <laughs> That's another question. I Honestly, out of the team, all the teams left in the playoffs, besides the Hawks probably, I think they're – Probably the least likely. I think they. Opinion. I think if, if it ends up being like a Milwaukee Suns, I think that could be really close. But no, mm-hmm. they, they don't have a guy for Giannis ultimately, so I think they would end up winning. The the Bucks would. I I would pick the Bucks probably in that matchup because they also have the best player in the series in Giannis, obviously. But it depends on matchups. Hundred percent matchup base for me. You know, as, as far but as I mean, but, playing. yeah, but I mean, also I think the Suns team can beat any of these teams. Uh, I don't think they could beat. I don't think they would beat a healthy Brooklyn. Yeah, team. that's it. That's the only team. That's it. That's the but, only thing. But they're not healthy, so they're not healthy. And I, I think, think they, they could, could be. The, I think they could beat a not healthy Brooklyn team. Exactly right. So they could beat them not hundred percent. Which 
is looking like more if I was a betting man, I would say, yeah, they're probably not going to be 100 percent, you know, in the NBA finals if they even make it that far. Right. Which mm-hmm. I think they will. But with all the injuries, it's, it's a big question mark as of right now, especially depending on who they who they match up against in, in the conference finals. So that, that's a big factor as well. And we'll see. If they can get past the Bucks, I'm not. I'm not ruling out the Bucks, man. Let's, let's not, you know, it's like they're they're already buried or anything like that. But it depends on matchups, 100. So far in the playoffs, let me just list some stats, some some Phoenix Sun stats. 28 points per game, seven rebounds, about five assists for Devin Booker in the playoffs. 28, hey. seven and five, dude. That's hey. that's great. People tried to give a different guy on his team the MVP. <laughs> You know, people, I've said he had that really great game to close out Denver. Did, did Chris Paul? He had a really good, like 30 something points. He had, he had a great game to close Denver out. I don't know if you want to pull up that exact, but he had, he had a, he had a phenomenal game. And that I saw everyone saying, that's the MVP. That's the MVP of the league. It's like, yes, he had one good game, but Devin Booker in closeout games and in his last two playoff closeout games, his only two play close off uh, closeout games. He combined for over 80 points in those games. Okay, in two games, over 80 points for him in those two games. So I think that is more than likely the biggest factor in them winning. But then second biggest has got to be a guy in Chris Paul. Not a doubt in my mind, but he's averaging about 15, almost 16. About What about about Devin Booker not making an All-NBA team? That's what I was saying. That's probably who I was thinking of. Uh, He was probably who I was blanking, but he's a a guard, right? So you got to put him – over either Bradley Beal, but Bradley Paul. I put him over Chris Paul. Uh, but Chris Paul, I, I I understand him making it right. Like point guard effect, he did have a huge translation. Didn't win the MVP. I do understand Chris Paul being on there, but again, yeah, if 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 he was going to be off for anybody, probably probably his own teammate and Devin Booker. I I, I won't get ahead of ourselves, but. I do want to talk about those teams in just a moment before we, as we wrap up about talking about Phoenix, but I do think that they could win a title. I don't want to say, no, they're not going to, they're not going to win it this year. Cause if you asked me at the beginning, I, I didn't think they were going to make it to the conference finals. Yeah. And, I didn't think they were going to make it out of the first round. Exactly. Neither of us really did. I don't think. Right. Both had Lakers and six. I, I believe maybe you had Lakers yeah. and seven. I think you had Lakers and seven. I had Lakers and six, but dude, like, no, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. And again, why, why not? Right. Instead of the, instead of the bright now sun, or sorry, sorry, instead of the like bright future suns, I mean, see, it's the like right now suns. Instead of like bright, it's right to take the B off of it, basically. So, like, <laughs> instead of bright, it's the right now suns is, is what I've been seeing on media. So, I like it. I think, I think it'd be cool for basketball, you know, if, if the Suns and Chris Paul did win his first championship this year. But it'd be the yeah, it would be Phoenix's first championship. Exactly. So I think that would be really cool. But do I think it's going to happen? No. If if the Clippers are playing like they are against Utah, Clippers are beating Phoenix. That, and I think that's what I think. I think a Utah team beats Phoenix. And too, I think like, Utah, especially with Mike Conley, with Mike Conley, yeah, maybe, they beat Phoenix as well. I don't think without – I think it goes – I think it's a tough series without yeah. him. But I think Utah wins. They also have home court advantage, and, and Suns are a younger team, obviously. They, also, both teams have veterans. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to sleep on the Suns team because I've been that's sleeping it. on the Suns that's, team. That's like the dilemma. you got to walk that fine line of like, I don't want to say they're going to win the title – and leaning the other way, it's like, I've but, wrong other thing but I've been it. wrong on everything else that they've done. And what if they do end up winning it ultimately? So we're not going to rule them off, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say more likely than not, 
more likely than not, the Phoenix Suns are not going to win it this year. Because again, a healthy Clipper, sorry, a healthier, a healthy Jazz, I like them better. If the Clippers keep playing this way, I like them better. And of course, we like Brooklyn better. Yeah. Can we talk about the real news of this series just a little bit? What? The Suns in four guy. Oh my god, just, phenomenal! He's my hero. First off, so did One, he start the fight, or did the other guy start the punch twice? Yeah. Okay. He was sucker punched. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he grabs the, he has the lower ground, which if you've seen any yeah. sort of yeah. bleacher fight, have you guys or seen Revenge fight. of the Sith? <laughs> That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> like the person with the high ground always wins. You can, just always push wins. Him you can just push him over the other bleachers. Always wins. This guy gets yanked by his chain, just gets uppercutted about 14 times, gets smacked. His friend is getting smack talked the whole time. And then he just ends it with Suns in four on the road in Denver. He's my hero. Yeah. So those of you that don't know what we're talking about at all, look up Suns in four guy and, and, uh, and you and will there'll be a video for yeah, you. There, there will be a video, but yeah, I agree. You know, he gets pulled into a fight that he probably doesn't even want to be in ends up winning the fight like easily, easily. And then says sons and four in Denver to two nugget fans wearing nugget jerseys, obviously. So Have, has a player ever had a worse look than Jamal Murray being the guy that both those guys were wearing? We're repping. For repping, I know, right? I know people I, say I, Jamal should have, you know, Jamal deserved better is what I also saw. I, I saw someone said uh, <laughs> they were putting it up there with the Dak Prescott fight, even though Jamal Murray wasn't actually in it. Oh, my God. That's bad. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah, those of you that don't know, though, look up Sons and Four. Look up Sons and Four, guy, and you'll know exactly. Like I said, we got to send in this clip and just be like, bro. You gotta come on the fight. We 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 love that. We we you're we idolize you. We you gotta have you come on. Uh, but either way, let's move on and talk about I guess the most one of the most recent news in basketball. And obviously that's the, the all NBA teams that came out, right? Yeah. I mean, I think pretty much the only award that we don't know yet, because we have the all NBA teams, we have the all defensive teams, we know who the MVP is, we know who most improved is. We don't have rookie teams yet either, I believe, do we? Yeah, we don't have all rookie teams. We don't have rookie of the year yet. So only rookie stuff is all all that we're missing basically right now. So at the end, and some of that is down on the wire, like Lamelo or Anthony Edwards. I'm probably leading Anthony Edwards, but I wouldn't be you know upset if if Lamelo won it either. Honestly, I'm not too <laughs> die, you know into that situation. But the All NBA teams definitely is something to talk about. If you guys are not uh, you know don't know what we're talking about, All NBA teams are three teams player at each uh, each position three different teams basically the best player at each position makes it was a first yeah, two team darks, second two team. forwards and a center on each team so there's a first team second team and a third team obviously first team best third team still really good it's not as good as the first team obviously uh but the best what 15 players in all of basketball this essentially year. yes essentially is what it's supposed to be uh so i'll i'll do the first team you do the second team i'll do you have it up with you yeah, I do. Okay, I'll do the first team. You do second team. I'll do third. Okay. So first team, all NBA best players this year: Nikola Jokic at center, Giannis at forward, Kawhi Leonard the other forward, Luka Doncic one guard, and Steph Curry the other. So Steph, Luka, Kawhi, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. Hundred percent agree. I, I think I hundred percent agree there. I would. I don't know. We'll talk about it here in a second. But okay, yeah, yeah. the second team is Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, 
Julius Randle, LeBron James, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, I mean, all those guys are hell players. I don't know. I have a few issues, but we could talk about them after you read the third team. Third team, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, and Paul George are the third team LNBA. And that is where I have an issue. (laughs) My issues are more up top. I can't. Go ahead. At least with the second team, I I just I have an issue with Chris Paul being second team. I know Chris Paul had a great season and he led this Suns team, but second team's high. Yeah, like I I would say third team. I would say third guard on his team. He's not the best guard on his team. I 100% agree. And the fact that Devin Booker, he had a career season. He didn't even make third team. Didn't even make third team, which – but are you going to put him over Bradley Beal? Are you going to put him over Kyrie? I might Kyrie? put him over Kyrie Irving just because Kyrie Irving didn't play in as many games. Facts. So you're you're are you bumping Chris Paul entirely or are you simply just bumping him down I think to third? I would put Devin Booker – I'd put Bradley Beal as the other second team guy. Okay, so bump him up. And then have it as Devin Booker and Chris Paul, probably, as the guards on the third team. Put both of them on third team. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that as well. Well, bump Kyrie. had a great season, but missed a lot of games ultimately. Really didn't. And and if it's this close, the guy who played all year does get the bump in, in my eyes. So we'll bump Kyrie off. We'll put Chris Paul down to third team. We'll put Bradley Beal up on the second team, and we'll put Devin Booker on the third team in place of Kyrie. Okay, and then Paul George. Okay, guy, I gotta pick. Paul George should not be on this list. Average what twenty three seven and five, decent year for him for sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good basketball player, but he shouldn't be on third team NBA. Uh, not this year. First guy to come to mind is obviously uh, uh, Jason Tatum, twenty six seven and four. The exact. Numbers are better offensively, ultimately. So, and he shot and better. The number one option on his team, and he's the number one option, and you know, led them despite their ups and downs. You know, he was the most consistent factor on that team, led them to how far they got in the postseason. Right, I think he dropped a fifty piece to get them in in the uh, in in the playoffs in general. Right, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So huge, and I think he would deserve, in my eyes, he deserves on there instead of Paul George. So Paul George gets bumped on my in mine as well. I'm not sure if are you there with me too. Yeah, probably. Okay, so Bob and Paul George. Two guys, but so we'll do, we'll, we'll probably give the slight edge to Jason Tatum. Yeah, slight edge uh, to Tatum. St. Louis guy, of course, as well. So that's, that's a factor, right? But either way, Paul George is out. Tatum in. Kyrie out. Booker in. Bradley Beal up. Chris Paul down. For those of you not keeping track, a lot of moving pieces right now. And then first team, I think I'm cool, though, with first team. Yeah, I saw a lot of people... Maybe Kawhi complaining that Kawhi was on there, not LeBron. LeBron I played all year. And you played played. 10 more games. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's that's a decent amount more. That's a so LeBron, I believe, played I don't know, he played about 62% of the season, and Kawhi Leonard played like he probably played around 45 games, 45-ish games, 50 games is probably where LeBron Mm -hmm. was. Kawhi played about 55, 60-ish games. So Mm -hmm. that's probably about where they were. And I I agree. LeBron had – and before he got hurt, it was an MVP caliber year for LeBron for sure. But when he came back, it was not the same guy we saw pre-injury, missed all those games. 
I'm I mean, cool. Like, dude, He's still this on is second team. Award, you know, and like, yeah, it's not like it's not like they left you off the list completely. He's still on second team. Yeah, all, all you LeBron homers out there killing us right now. Hey. He's still on an all-NBA team, just not number one because you got to play all your guys. I'm listening. Jokic, okay, Giannis, uh, Luka, Steph, like all of them all year long bringing their team along on their backs basically. At least like 60 games, all those guys. Exactly. And then Kawhi, you got to give him the bump. Who who are you going to put over Kawhi? Again, LeBron didn't play enough games. Jimmy Butler, Paul, like you're not going to put in any of these guys above Kawhi on first team ultimately, right? So, and Butler, I could see him getting a little bit of pushback for being on third team. He didn't play too much this year. He he missed a lot of games. Yeah, that's a, maybe yeah. maybe we keep Kyrie. And I saw people saying that he that uh, oh he's a he forward should, though that he should have been first team all defense though. Yeah, I did see he was left off that. So, I think Wiggins. I think Wiggins should have been on, on, on the all defensive teams. That dude was a lockdown all season long with a top 10, top five defender. And the fact that he didn't make it when he, and he had those stats is, is a little head scratching to me, but again, people aren't watching Andrew Wiggins as much as I am. They're more watching Kawhi Leonard or Drew holiday or Jimmy Butler. Right. So they're more likely to watch these other guys than him. So I understand him getting left off. That was my bonus. But Martise Thibel over him. Yeah, exactly. Martise Thibel over Andrew Wiggins. That and he plays twenty minutes a game, but that kind of just shows you how much he does. In yeah, I mean, he's minutes. a great defensive player, but it's great. But again, I I understand what you mean. I think there. he would be there this year. It's a little early, right? It's a little yeah. early for him to already. But props to him for making the team already. It kind of just shows what he does in in the limited amount of time. Ultimately. Uh, but those are the teams. I'm 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 pretty comfortable with one. Obviously, we, we switched up, you know, third and second quite a bit. But overall, I would say pretty. pretty more, I feel like they. It's better than most of the list. Yeah, Both, yeah. than most all in being. <laughs> yeah, a hundred. I a hundred percent agree. I'm I'm not upset with it whatsoever. You know, to wrap up today's show, you know, a couple of things going on. You know, in the world of football, obviously, not to completely leave it out on today's episode with some holdouts. Andy yeah, Dalton. You got, <laughs> yeah, you got some some major holdouts in the uh, NFL. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers still at, not at camp. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now you also have guys like Xavier Howard in Miami, Stephon Gilmore in New England, these big-name corners that aren't showing up. They Xavier Howard wants a deal, and I kind of feel like Stephon Gilmore wants out. Of New England. I mean, why else wouldn't he not? He's already paid. He's already a starter. Why? What's the deal besides wanting out, right? Like, I don't think there is another. Yeah, I don't know what else they're supposed to do for him. So, probably a trade. I would hope that Dallas would swoop in and get a veteran corner that they need, but not going to happen. I'm not going to over put the dreams on, even though they did not get the corner they needed in the draft. It'd make a lot of sense to go and get one that's available right now, one of the best in all of football, just putting that. Just putting that out there. A season ago, he was defensive player of the year. That's what I'm saying. So, I'm, if I'm Dallas, I uh, I dip my toe in the water yeah, to the very least. least. Make a phone call. Exactly. You know, first round, whatever whatever they want. I'm I'm, I'm giving. I'm, I'd give up a first round pick for Stephon Gilmore right now. So. First round pick for Stephon Gilmore. I mean, what thirty like something? Dude, I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap. They need defensive players now, and he could go and lead a young a young defense. And still, you know, do some work on the field as well. So 
I, I, not a doubt in my mind. I give up at the very least a second round pick. At the very, I, I, I would give up a second round pick for him. Not a doubt in my mind. He is only thirty two. I like that's thought not that was, bad. I thought that's he was not, only. I thought he was like 33, 34. Yeah, he's not that old, man. So I would, I would not a doubt in my mind. Make a call. Did my toe in the water. See what you can do. But what about Big Red? What about Big Red being the oh. starter week one? <laughs> that's Matt, what I call him. Matt Nagy officially announced that. <laughs> The starter week one is Andy Dalton. It's not going to be Justin Fields, no matter how good he plays in camp. Hardy's playing well. Yeah, yeah, it's the Andy Dalton show week one. I'm all for it, though, man. Red I, rifle. I'm not going to use the other term, but I call I call him Big Red. That that that's that's my big thing too. I call him Big Red. So I I think it's a smart move though. Ultimately, why throw your new franchise quarterback to the Wolves week one? Let him at least watch an NBA or an NFL game from the sideline. He, him and Matt Nagy can just pick apart everything that Dalton does wrong. Hey, he sees doing this. You do it this way instead. See, I was doing this. You got to do it this way. So I think it's phenomenal. Start a couple weeks on the bench. Let, let, let Andy Dalton take the hits early for you. Yeah. Let Andy Dalton play the number one defense in the league last year. Week yes. One. Oh, they play the Rams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! There's no yeah, way I throw Justin Fields to the Wolves against there is there now. No way. It, like if Andy Dalton gets hurt again, I'm not wishing anyone to get hurt. But if if, if anyone in that quarterback room they're gonna sacrifice or anything like that, it's gonna be Andy Dalton, right? So makes sense. One hundred percent sense for me. Some people with some pushback. It's like okay, he's gonna. It's not like he's not gonna be the starter. He's yeah, gonna he's gonna start, start at some halfway point halfway through the year. He's gonna be playing in some games. So. Just chill out, Chicago. I would say chill out, take a little bit of a chill pill, and you guys are going to get there. You made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky, you know, the past couple of years. When he when he comes into play, you guys are going to be good. So just be patient, I would say, right now to all those guys out there, pushing back at least, you know. Yeah. And then I don't know if there's really much else going on in the NFL. There's uh, just mini camps wrapping up. Training camp will be starting here pretty soon. Yeah, you know, and as we get closer and closer, obviously, you know, preseason predictions and such. So, like, what well, we got to start thinking because rosters are pretty much – obviously, some players you talked yeah. about might be set some trades. But, like, for the most part, they're set, right? So, we can kind of start planning who we think are going to uh, be these top teams. Maybe one of these next couple of weeks we'll do some, like, division over-unders or something. Yeah, wins. that might be good. That might be pretty solid. Maybe, like, a, we'll do a division week or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, do exactly. Just break it down week by week. Yeah, at the end, we're doing this division. Some like mm-hmm. leave us some feedback. Would you guys enjoy us doing that? Uh, but ultimately, man, it's basically all things, all things basketball this next week, pretty much. Obviously, baseball is going along and hockey, hot hockey's still in the playoffs. A, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not. I don't know, Casey, man. Without looking, who is left in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Can you tell me? Why, why are you going to do this to me on live air right now? <laughs> why are you going to do this to me right now? I believe it's Canadians, Islanders, uh, Lightning, and Knights, I believe. Yeah, I couldn't have told you one of those ultimately. <laughs> so I'm glad it's that confirmed, I, not a hockey guy, not a hockey guy. Again, I'm, I'm learning. I mean, I'm learning baseball as, as the hoot season goes along and you know, I'm, I'm liking it more and more ultimately, but yeah, not to the walk off tonight. Hey, go cards, go cards, go hoots ultimately as well. But, uh, it's not my not my thing that much, man. Just really, really just not my forte. I would say it's, it's right there at number three though. It's number three. Basketball, football, baseball's number three officially, though, for sure, for sure. 
I like I like it that much to say the very least. But did you uh, happen to catch the UFC fights this week, dude? Yeah, that not bad, man. Not bad. Yeah, huh? it, was good, it was a good card. Nate How Diaz. do you? Uh, yeah, Nate Diaz led like a grease pig all over. Yes, the- yes he always does. Almost fight. You almost won the fight, right? I saw like you were showboating, and it's like, dude, you could have finished the fight right there instead of showboating, yeah. really. But he decides to be a showman, which we all, which we all enjoy as well. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't want to butcher his name. Do you know how to properly? Israel Adesanya. Adesanya. Thank you so much. I was gonna attempt to say it, but I, I don't have it written down, so it was gonna be straight from my memory. I didn't want to butcher. Stylebender. Your stylebender. Thank you. Yeah, because probably is calling that yeah, ultimately. Right? the title. I believe most wins in the middleweight division, mm-hmm. like or at least for like most defenses of a championship. So impressive, man. The first Mexican champion ever. Yeah, I saw that. And, That's uh, cool. That's awesome. Weight class. Congrats, congrats crazy. man. Yeah, congrats. It's crazy it's taking this long, but congratulations. And dude, I, I also find myself getting more and more intrigued. I was listening to some games or some fights. If you guys don't know, download the ColorCast app. I was listening to the fights on ColorCast, actually. That's how I was updated. I was I was listening to people calling the fights and stuff like that. So if, if you don't already, go, go download the ColorCast app. Check us out. Dude, I believe, uh, the Bachelorette has a ColorCast. Dude, thing. they're they're adding all things. They're, they're adding reality TV just because I guess someone asked for it. And they said, hey, we're mm-hmm. open. If you ask us for it, we're more than likely ready to it's ready to work with you, right? So any guys, people out there have any ideas? If you want to call, I don't know, some other sport that doesn't necessarily get get its shine, get you know, get get its due diligence. So you know, DM us, dudes talking sports, DM color cast. We'll make sure to hook you guys up ultimately. But make sure you follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod. Follow us on follow our- us on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, Tanner. What's the Instagram handle? I believe it is dudes underscore talking. Yeah, so go follow us there. We're posting right almost daily on the yeah, pretty much. Guys, daily. I think we posted pretty much every day since we've started it. It's new this week. You'd be one of the first people to follow it. It'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you to yeah. everyone that already has gone out and followed us. That's greatly appreciated. Thank you all for the continued support. But if you haven't, go check us out on on Instagram and Twitter. Now we got two social medias to put out there. We're on Facebook as well, but. Ultimately, Facebook is used for for a weekly update, just for just for the uh, you know for the older fans. Yeah, to post the show. Yeah, to post the show, people that wouldn't ordinarily yeah. have another yeah, way for, of seeing. Yeah, it's for the old heads. It's kind of for the, you know, which we do have some older fans, right? Props to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. So that's for them. But again, go check out Instagram. Go check out Twitter. Check us out on Colorcast. But ultimately, for this week's episode of Dudes Talk Sports, I think that's it, right, Tanner? Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on all the medias. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys next week. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
set everything up for the season ending. Let's open it with you. What, what are your first thoughts? What are your thoughts now? We've got about a day now to think about it. An interesting move. I don't know if their title changes in any way. I don't know if it makes the team any better. For sure, uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can be out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.